In case we haven't had the chance to meet yet, my name is Abby, and I get the joy of being our Young Adults Director. And from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for choosing to spend a piece of your Tuesday night here with us. See, we believe something special happens when we gather as 18 to 35 year olds to not only grow in our faith together, but to also experience community. And so you may have heard, but we have a little special community happening at our after party out on the patio later on tonight. We have three free food trucks, try saying that fast. So we can't wait to celebrate with you there a little later on tonight, but we have a message. And so let's go ahead and bow our heads to go to God in prayer. God, we come before you. And God, we thank you that you've already met with us here in this room. And so God, now we ask that you would come and speak to us. God, meet with us. Father, teach us a new thing we pray. For if you do not speak, absolutely nothing of any significance will have been spoken. And for all of you under the sound of my voice, just make that your own prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, would you speak with me? Well, God, we love you and we trust you. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that everybody said, amen, amen. Well, hey, have you ever walked into a room with the focus on the absolute wrong thing that you missed the overall reason of why you were in the room to begin with? You ever been there? See, in my life, I have constantly been there. But one time in particular that I clearly remember was when I first came on staff at New Hope. See, I was in college at the time, and so I was working at school while also working out of the church, and I remember I was in the midst of this week where it felt like absolutely everything was on my calendar. You ever had a week like this where it feels like everyone and their mother is requiring something of you? That was me. I was in the midst of my college exams. We had an event every single night at the church. And in the midst of all of this, I had the wise idea to get my wisdom teeth removed in the midst of everything going on. And so one day I had finished up a college exam and I was still swollen from my surgery and I was running out to my car to make it to church on time when I received a text message on my phone from my boss asking if we could meet for a one-on-one meeting. Now, I don't know about you and your work field, but a one-on-one meeting is the equivalent to when your boyfriend or your girlfriend says, uh, hey babe, can we talk? Like, no thank you actually. No one wants to talk to you when you're using secret language like that. But nonetheless, this was my job. So I show up and I walk in and I'm so nervous. My legs just shaking. I'm thinking, what in the world did I do to get fired today? And my boss starts asking me all these questions. She says, so how are you? I said, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. She goes, well, how can I be praying for you? And I was like, I mean, pray that this meeting is over. Why am I here? Can we cut to the point? And so she finishes up saying some things and then we pray together and she says, amen. And as soon as she says, amen, she goes, well, that's it. And I said, that's it. She said, yes, Abby, what did you think this was? And I sat up and I was like, I don't really know what I thought this was. And in that moment, I go to take a step to walk away when my leg goes the complete opposite direction. And I thought to myself, well, that was a little bit weird. So I go to take another step before completely stumbling into the side of the door frame that I'm now clenching onto for dear life. And in my head, I thought two things. One, I realized that I had made myself so nervous that I had shaken my entire leg asleep. And then two, my boss probably thinks I'm like really, really weird right now. And so I decided to do what any young Christian staff member should do in a moment like that. I looked my boss right in the eyes Keep in mind, I had just gotten my wisdom teeth removed. And I said, look, I'm on so many drugs today that it's not even funny. Cause that's exactly what you should do when you are a Christian. Hi, my name is Abby and I have a drug problem. No, that's not good to say. But here's the thing. I tell you this story because like the question I had asked you earlier, 
I had walked into the room with the absolute wrong focus that I completely missed the reason of why I was invited to the room in the first place. See, because I was so caught up in fear, I missed out on the opportunity to be cared for by a boss who loved me. If I could be honest with you today, I lived a majority of my life like this. So often I would walk into rooms and I would be caught up in thoughts like, am I really good enough to be here? Am I really qualified to be around this group of people? If I didn't show back up to this room next week, would people even really know that I was gone? You ever have thoughts like this? Have you ever been just so caught up in the distraction of you that you missed the overall reason of why you were in the room to begin with? See, so often I would walk into room after room after room, just waiting, just craving, just hoping for someone to let me know that I was seen, that I was noticed, or that I was justified to be with them. And I lived my entire life like this until I heard God whisper two little words that completely changed my world. Already approved. And you are already approved. The question becomes, do you believe it? And these aren't my words, but rather they're words straight out of scripture. See, 1 Thessalonians 2 verses four says, we speak as those approved by God. To be entrusted with the gospel, we're not trying to please people, but God who tests our hearts. See, the text said that we are approved by who? God. And I don't know about you, but there's something so special, something so infatuating about a man or a woman of God who knows that they are already approved. They're like the golden retrievers, the people who are out there making friends with a rock in public. There's just something about them that you just wanna be around them. So that's why tonight, I want us to talk about the why behind living already approved as we study the word of God together. See, the Bible is full of ordinary men and ordinary women who did extraordinary things for God. And they did this because they had a confidence about them. And this confidence wasn't rooted in themselves, but rather in their God. And it's what allowed them to accomplish amazing things, things that we still look back on today. One of my favorite people who lived already approved in the Bible was this man named Nehemiah. So if you have your Bibles, you can go ahead and open up with me to Nehemiah chapter four. We're gonna be hopping all around the book of Nehemiah. But while you're turning there, let me go ahead and give you some context. See, Nehemiah was an ordinary guy with an ordinary job. His job was to be the cup barrier to the king, which basically meant that Nehemiah's role was to taste test the king's drinks to make sure they weren't poisonous. Kind of a weird gig because if the drink was poisonous, your boy Nehemiah would be dead. But what sets Nehemiah apart what people remember him the most by is he heard about this need to rebuild a wall in Jerusalem. See, the walls were broken for more than half a century. And if the walls were unfinished in the holy place, it meant that the temple of God was unfinished too. So although it wasn't in Nehemiah's job description, he made the decision to build this wall for the need that he saw in the people of God as well as his God. Nehemiah was the one who chose to do something about it. So he set his mind to rebuild the walls to protect the people of Jerusalem and leave them not defenseless. But you see, like any good story, Nehemiah faced some resistance. He had some enemies. And what about you? You have any resistance happening in your life lately? You have any enemies? Nehemiah can relate. These enemies would often crowd around him and they say things like, what are those feeble Jews doing? Will they restore it for themselves? 
Will they sacrifice? Will they finish up this wall in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heap of rubbish and burn ones at that? Tobiah, one of the enemies, was beside him and said, yes, what they are building, if a fox goes up on it, he'll break down their stone wall. See, in other words, people would crowd around Nehemiah and they would say, Nehemiah, what do you think you're doing? Have you forgotten your story? You're too dirty. You're too broken. You're not strong enough. You're not even good enough. Nehemiah, go ahead and quit. Why even try? And I wonder if you can relate to hearing things like this in your life. I wonder if you've ever thought to yourself, am I really qualified for this? Or does my past count me out of being a part of this blessing? Or if people knew the real me, I mean the me that nobody else sees, would they even still wanna be around me? You ever have thoughts like Nehemiah before? But see, Nehemiah's response is my favorite because Nehemiah knew. He knew that he was already approved by God. So what did he decide to do? He decided to look his enemies right by in the eye and say, I am doing a great work and I cannot come down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and come down to you? See, Nehemiah knew he was already approved. And when we live already approved, we can walk into any room under any circumstance with complete confidence because we know we are already approved by the one who matters most and that's God. So tonight, as we study the story of Nehemiah, I wanna talk about three different things that we can apply as we aim to live lives that are already approved by God. So if you're taking notes, here's the first thing. Go ahead and write this one down. God already approved of you. God already approved of you. Before anyone could ever disapprove of you, God already approved of you. See, in Nehemiah chapter six, when Nehemiah was faced with this criticism from the enemies, he was sitting there and he was listening to all these jabs that they were throwing at him that we just read in the text together. And the truth is, if we're honest, a lot of these things that the enemy was saying were probably true. Nehemiah probably felt like he wasn't good enough. Nehemiah probably felt unqualified to do this work. Nehemiah probably knew that someone else could come along and rebuild the wall better than he could. But Nehemiah set his mind to do the work. He kept on building. He looked at his enemy and he responded by saying, I'm doing a great work and I cannot come down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and come down to you? See, in other words, Nehemiah is saying, I know what I've been called to do by my God. So I'm choosing to fix my focus on nothing less than the things of God. See, in this life, there are gonna be situations and times when you don't feel ready or approved to do the work that God has called you to do. In this world, there's often gonna be critics who don't recognize your worth. Just don't let one of those critics be you. You are already approved. Because before anyone could ever disapprove of you, God looked at you on the day that he created you in full approval. And the best thing about our God is he saw it all. He saw all of those highs and those lows, all of those moments that were gonna bring you shame, all of your past regrets. And he said, I'm still choosing to create you for a purpose. Why? Because I already approve of you. So you can hear those things that your enemy is throwing at you, but remind yourself of this truth. You are already approved. Here's the second thing I want us to know tonight. We live from approval, not for approval. Don't get those tiny Fs twisted. We live from approval, not for approval. 
See, once Nehemiah tells off his enemies, the critics don't stop there. In fact, later on in the text, we see that they appear again, but this time they come to him in the midst of him being around a crowd. And all of these crowds, all of these people who are close to Nehemiah, they hear the taunts of the enemy and they're kind of panicking. They look and they say, Nehemiah, let us meet in the house of God inside the temple and let us close the temple doors because men are coming to kill you. By night, they are coming to kill you. See, those close to Nehemiah, they heard the threats of the enemy and their immediate reaction is to stop the work and go hide. The word said that they said, Nehemiah, I don't know if you've heard, but there's some enemies that are coming to kill you. By night, they are coming to kill you. How many of you know, when you repeat something twice, all dramatic like that, something is wrong? These people are scared. But Nehemiah looks at him and he says, should such a man as I run away, I will not go in. See, Nehemiah stood his ground. Nehemiah knew who he was, but most importantly, whose he was. And it allowed him to stand as one who was already approved. And I believe that some of us today need to look the enemy back in the eyes and say, excuse me, do you not know who I am? I'm a child of the one true God, the only God that has danced upon the grave. That is who I am. So why for one second would I ever stop and believe anything other than his truth? I have this friend in my life that I really look up to, but at the same time, they annoy me greatly. Because for some reason, no matter where they go, no matter what people are saying about them, no matter what circumstance they are in, they have this quiet confidence about them that they exude at all times. And it baffled me because I never knew where this came from. Until one day I went to their house and I've noticed how on every single door frame, at every single turn, on every single mirror, they'd have these index cards with these scriptures written upon them. And as I saw that, I thought to myself, wow, this is all beginning to make sense. Because just as they had written down these words on these cards, so too have they written the word of God down on their hearts. And it's the reason why they're exuding this quiet confidence. And I thought to myself, if the enemy is battling our minds every single day, then why wouldn't we in return battle back with scripture? See, God's word is how we replace lies with truth as we remember that we live from approval and not for approval. So when we walk into a room, we don't need to try to prove it. We don't need to come ready with a checklist of perfection. We just need to walk in with open hands saying, Jesus, I need you. Before anyone could ever disapprove of you, God looked at you and already approved of you. You don't need them to confirm it. You don't need that boss to celebrate it. You don't need that guy or that girl to confirm it in the Instagram comments down below. You are already approved. So the question becomes, when are you gonna start living like it? Our past two points, we talked about the how and the reminder of why we live already approved. But why is it important for us to model our lives like this? Well, here's the last thing I want us to know tonight. Approved people produce approval. Now this section has been a little bit rowdy over here. So let's all go ahead and say this together. Are you ready? Go. Approved people produce approval. Nice job. It's really nice to hear all of your voices. <laughs> See, living already approved is about so much more than just you and me. Because when we live already approved, it allows you to take your focus off of yourself and instead place it on the most important thing. And that's Jesus and his people. And Nehemiah knew this. 
It's why in the scriptures, we see that so often people were watching Nehemiah. The text said that they would often crowd around Nehemiah. And why? It's because Nehemiah was the one who was telling these people that they were already approved. Nehemiah gave them a sword and he stationed them for battle as he said, come and be a part of the approval work that my God is doing in my life. See, when I think about living already approved, I think back to this person I met in 2012. It was when I first started coming to New Hope and I made this great habit of being able to walk in and out of church without getting noticed by anybody. But one day when I was standing on the patio alone, this person in a volunteer shirt noticed me and they started to talk with me. And every single day since then, they remembered my name each Sunday. See, because this person lived already approved and they had the courage to come and talk to a girl standing alone, I made the decision to start serving too. And I never miss an opportunity to speak to someone standing alone. When I think about living already approved, I think back to 2020 when I was a young adult attending just like you. I was working at the church and I started to feel this prompting in my heart to teach at young adults. And I remember I told the Lord, I cannot teach. There's like 50 people in that room. Joke's on me, cause there's like over 150 now. <laughs> That's you, so thank you. But I remember I, I had this message in my heart about being already improved. And so I just started praying. I started writing out this message and I said, God, whatever you wanna do. Turns out one day we needed a guest speaker. So they called me up and I was ready. And because I decided to let go of the fear and step into being already improved, it's the reason why I get to stand in front of you today. See, when I think about living already approved, I think back to this one Easter Sunday where we had this volunteer come and lead us in worship for the very first time. And I always looked up to this person and I just thought they were so cool. So I sent them this DM on Instagram. I said, hi, I'm sure you don't know me, but I just wanted to let you know, I thought you did such a beautiful job leading worship today. And she responded and she said, Abby, it was my very first time leading. And I was in the back and right before I came out, I just kept on repeating those words, already approved. See, I never would have thought that that one message that I was praying about was something that someone else treasured and allowed so many people in the room to come and know Jesus too. See, when I think about living already approved, I think about this guy that's made a big impact on my life this year. Because no matter where you go, they will make everybody feel like a somebody, no matter if it's a waiter or a janitor. Because that person lives already approved, now when I go out in spaces, no matter if someone's the most important in the room or they're the smallest face in the room, I make it my mission to live already approved too. See, when I think about living already approved, I think about a few volunteers here. And there's quite often the first one here and the last one out the door. These four people, they come in and they set up the pipe and drape in this room and they're more of a behind the scenes role, but they do it so that people will come and know Jesus because they live already approved and they say yes to doing this quiet work behind the scenes, anytime something significant in this room happens, I think to myself, it's because of Tanner, it's because of Parker, it's because of Stephanie, and it's because of Sarah. See, when we think about living already approved, names start to come to our mind. And what Nehemiah had in common with all of these people is that they all had an audience. And you do too. Who's your audience? Look around this room. Every room you walk into, you have influence. So don't adapt to the energy of the room, but influence the room with your approval. Because if you're looking from affirmation and approval from the people around you, you're gonna miss the very people you're supposed to be pouring into. Don't miss it. Approved people produce 
approval. And walking approved doesn't mean you won't shake, but it does disapprove all of the lies that the enemy will try to use to shake you. When we live already approved, our focus is taken off of ourselves and instead placed on the most important, and that's Jesus and his people. Don't miss it. You are already approved. Would you go ahead and stand up with me to your feet tonight? Well, Father God, we come before you. And Jesus, I don't know as if I stand here in this room, if there's anybody like me, I would just say that God, sometimes it's easy to forget who we are. But God, I thank you in those moments, we can know that you are the same God who is really moving. You are the same God who remains constant in our lives. God, you are the same God who went to the grave and came back to life, purchased the Holy Spirit that was placed inside of us so that we can walk already approved too. So God, we make it our heart cry that you would allow us not to miss it. Don't allow us to miss the people in the room. Don't us allow us to miss the ones who are standing alone. God, don't allow us to miss the people that you want us to see. God, give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts that reach out for the people around us. Because if you're really moving, we really are already approved and we can trust in you. So Father God, right now, we just give you our worship and ask that you would be magnified and we thank you that you are the God that is really moving in this place. It's in Jesus' name that we all said, amen.